Hello and welcome to today's micro lesson. This mini episode has been released around my birthday and I've been simply stunned by the number of you that have sent me such amazing gifts. I say stunned because the number of you is zero. We've got thousands of listeners around the world from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe and no one has sent a single thing. I'll need to draw on all my inner resilience and optimism in the hope that someone will leave a five-star rating and review. That's how shallow and low I've had to stoop, guilting you into it now. Anyway, much more importantly, I hope you're safe and well and that 2022 is beginning to open up for you. I've been out and about at various client events and conferences recently and there's an interesting air going around. I think we're starting to see the fatigue and frustration from the lockdowns and the pandemic coming through Yet our businesses are calling for more energy, more collaboration and more transformation. It's an interesting time and I hope that you're feeling optimistic about the months ahead and are not feeling too much strain from what's gone on in recent months. This tension between energetic innovation and burnout are echoed in the recent LinkedIn post that I made, which had a little poll in it. And I did it about 10 days ago and it was asking my network what their biggest challenge was at the moment. And the options I gave were number one, my mindset and motivation. Number two, my energy and well-being. Number three, managing my team. And number four, leading change in my business. I thought the results were fascinating. 33% of people said their biggest issue was their own motivation. 35% of people said it was their well-being. Just 8% of people said it was managing their team and 23% of people said it was leading change in their business. So between those first two questions, almost 70% of people who responded were reporting feeling flat or burnt out. And that's a worry. With the longer summer holidays still a few months away, we need to find a different way to regain our mojo. So rather than work relentlessly on endless Zoom calls for another three months and then hope that some Greek beach will rejuvenate us in 10 days, we need to re-engineer our days and weeks to have micro breaks in so that we get our time to change gear, our shoulders to push back and our legs to flex day by day rather than storing up all of that frustration and energy to the point where we can relax on a beach. I'm going to drop the audio in from one of our Monday morning challenges that every one of our members receives on a Monday morning at 7am. This is where I top and tail one of our expert insights to provoke fresh thinking into our global network. I hope you find this helpful in solving some of the energy crisis that a lot of people are feeling. Hello and I hope you've got a great week planned. Having access to smartphones and laptops has given us huge flexibility to work in many different ways and to fit around our days, but it also comes at a huge cost. In the old working model before the pandemic, we would have been walking to meetings face to face or commuting and, and driving to meet our clients and, and network. And that gave us those natural breaks where our brain can switch off and daydream and figure out different puzzles and it gave us a much more balanced working day. 
but one of the challenges that we've got is to make sure that we're respecting those natural rhythms and those circadian rhythms through the day so that we can have moments of focus and also moments of downtime. That's what helps us to be at our most successful. Today's insight is from Dr. Dorian Dugmore, who's a leading cardiovascular specialist, and his insight is a great reminder on using these daily rhythms. The ability to switch off and to chill out is critically important, and that is in two or three ways. The first, if you look at, if you read Jim Lear's work, The Corporate Athlete, he says that every 90 to 120 minutes in, in a leadership role, a corporate player should take 10 or 15 minutes to actually empty the brain, to chill, to get away from the desk, and to really redirect themselves. And they should do that every 90 minutes or so. And it makes a huge difference to their performance. They should also then take a similar approach when they leave work and spend some downtime, 10 or 15 minutes, that's all, where they just empty their brain and just practice really being in isolation and recovering. That's why yoga, for example, uh, is so beneficial to, uh, to, to, to people. And people don't do that. And what happens is the various brain waves, you know, the various alpha and gamma waves, all, all sorts of different things chill out and change when you actually take the time out to, to do that. And the body chemistry adapts to it in, 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 in the same way. And by having some downtime throughout the day as well as at the end of the day is so, so important. And your mental clarity will improve. And there's great research from places like the Salk Institute, the HeartMath Institute, to show how powerful and effective recovery is. But it's something as corporate leaders we can get rid of very, very quickly and it's easy to pay no credit to it. Dorian's insight is so important. I think we often get locked into these routines and habits in our day and we forget to spring clean them and think about ways of, of improving them. I was actually on a Microsoft Teams call the other day with somebody that I was meeting for the first time and the executive that I was speaking to said, oh, I'm sorry, Jeremy, I'm going to take this as a walking meeting. And I was a bit surprised, firstly, at the request, because I thought that was great. It's quite novel to hear somebody saying that they're going to be walking as you present or as you talk. But secondly, that he apologised because it wasn't the norm. And I thought it was brilliant. It was a beautiful sunny day. He'd have him back to back calls and the chance that he took to, you know, take half an hour off to walk around you know, the, the local area and get some fresh air and hear the nature all around him, I thought was a brilliant idea. So that's maybe something we can think about today, but also how we can free ourselves up from those back-to-back -back meetings. Maybe they're online meetings if we're still working in a remote or hybrid setting. Can we break them down to be 45 minutes instead of an hour? Can we break them down from being 25 minutes instead of 30 minutes just because Microsoft says that in our calendar we need that flexibility to have that downtime so that's our chance today to think about the week ahead and think where we can swap out some of these meetings for a walking meeting or to get some fresh air through our day so that we can balance those rhythms and not work relentlessly but think about the impact we're going to deliver while we're on those calls good luck 
So this is the kind of insight that our members can stream into their own team meetings. And we've had some great comments and ideas in the community discussion that follows that video. Some people were shortening their Microsoft meetings from uh, 30 minutes to 25 or from 60 minutes to 50 to give you those fire breaks and those 10 minutes or five minutes just to reset. Some people tried the walking meeting and had great success with it. Others have set up exercise challenges across their team, which is a, a brilliant way to stay healthy and stay connected, even though we're working apart. I hope you found it helpful. And let's see ourselves not as the helpless worker that just keeps turning up to every virtual invite, but as the CEO of our own well-being company, designing our day around our own energy cycles and proactively managing our mental energy. I'll add a link in the show notes to the podcast I recorded a while back called Maintaining Your Mojo and also the article that I wrote where I discussed that it's great for employees to be given emergency mental health days off, but they're not really the solution. They're not really asking the right question. We need to be thinking about proactively making work more achievable rather than just extending the working day and smashing ourselves relentlessly into the workplace. So we need to think about, you know, our office space for sure, how we're going to use that in this new hybrid model. I'm sure lots of business leaders listening to the podcast are considering that. But also I'd encourage everyone to think about how we're going to manage our mental space as well as these physical spaces in the new way of working. My LinkedIn survey wasn't a huge sample size, but if it does represent the wider working communities, then we're facing something that we really need to act on. We have a duty of care to each other to make sure that we're working sustainably and we need to make sure that our mindset and our own mental energy is a priority in the centre of that. If you're new to the podcast, you can join Sporting Edge's Members Club for a free month by using the discount code PODCAST100 at the checkout at sportingedge.com forward slash membership. You'll have access to over 100 expert interviews from sport, business, the military, neuroscience and the future of the workplace, which have been broken down into 900 inspirational performance strategies to help you to boost your mindset, your well-being, your leadership and your team culture. And you'll be joining an engaged global community with some of the biggest brands in the world, like KPMG, Shell, the FA and GSK, who are using our content to accelerate their learning and innovation projects. So that's it for today. See how you can bring in some of these micro breaks into your days and your schedule for the week ahead. And drop me a note to hello at sportingedge.com if you have any questions or need any support. Good luck and I'll see you soon.